When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Is it actually going to be Adam Cole who turns on MJF? I'm Ollie Davis. I'm joined by Luke Owen, DAD. Welcome to the WrestleTalk podcast review of AEW Dynamite. If you haven't already, please press the thumbs up button. Give us a subscribe. Leave a comment down below with who you think is going to turn heel on who. Is it MJF on Adam Cole? Adam Cole on MJF? Roderick Strong on Adam Cole? Is, is it neither? Is it not? Is everyone just going to be happy? Can they coexist? Yes. Or, or, no. No. And send in your Omega chats to have them read out on air. Uh, everyone over five US dollars to wrestletalk.com forward slash support. I did that part slightly out of order than I normally do. I could feel it your, really <laughs> made could, me panic. I could hear your thought process. This isn't how I normally do things. Yeah. Yeah. We figured it out, though. So what I love about this storyline currently, another great week for this. I feel like it's the best thing on every episode. I mean, I would I find it more enjoyable than the Bloodline segments currently. I, I think it is certainly the most over thing in AEW right now. And just as a viewer of all wrestling, well, of WWE and AEW. So maybe there's some great impact thing going on at the moment. This, for me, week to week, is the best story. It's so much fun, and I love every second of it. I think there is a good argument to be made for that, particularly because I feel that there was a bit of a turn against the bloodline angle mm. in the lead-up to SummerSlam, where, like, you know, the uh, the, the go-home segment, there, there was no go-home segment uh, for it. Jay just beat Solo. Um, but there was, like, a lot of sort of chat, you know, amongst sort of Twitter and, and Reddit and things like that, of people being like, is it just me or are these segments just covering the same ground all the time now? And it is just, you know, Jay says something and Roman pulls a face and people <laughs> say cinema. Like, is this, is, this <laughs> is, is that just what this angle is now? But I, I've, every single week I find that the MJF and Cole, kind of like what the Bloodline was doing a few months back, you know, certainly earlier this year with all the, the Sami Zayn and late last year with the Sami Zayn stuff, is finding sort of new wrinkles in the story or like a new moment that twitter becomes a light with like did you spot this did you see this we saw it exactly we we saw it on last week's episode of the show we really in you know, looking back on it should have led with the cole mjf thing as opposed to the uh the uh, the elite re-signing well cm punk though well i know and it was so good you led with it on two different shows yeah i did <laughs> 
I go, I go away for one day and I look at the, the collision. I was like, we did that on Thursday. Uh, Dan said he didn't know who he was hosting the show with because he knew you were off. He took one look at the thumbnail and went, oh, it's Ollie. <laughs> but yeah, that, that, that would have been a good it. thumbnail as well. Yellow arrow so, to the, yeah. the stabbing motion. And so last week, Cole hugged MGF, but he did the stabbing in the back motion that mm-hmm. he, did to, he did do to Roderick Strong on NXT that one time. Mm. And on this week's episode, MJF, had a moment where he looked at the dynamite ring as if like you know that's the foreshadowing of possibly turning on cole there was a moment where adam cole shoved mjf in annoyance because cole cut a promo on roderick strong and made roddy do a little cry and he had to go and do a little hug on matt taven (laughs) it's they are so uh they are constantly butting heads they are always in conflict with each other or they're getting on really, really well. It's like one or the other. Um, and I would say it, the balance probably tilts in. It's the conflict. Yeah. So what we had on this episode was a lot of TV time devoted to them, which I do not mind. I think one of the criticisms about AEW, uh, maybe not Collision, because I think that's got a really good pace to it, but Dynamite, boom, 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 like you, a storyline won't come back for three weeks, even if it's a top storyline, or it'll just get one two minute Alex Marvez catch up behind like backstage yeah. that week. Uh-huh. Like, oh, come on, this is the I main need, thing. I need more than this. It's like Game of Thrones, like an episode with only one scene of Tyrion in is a bad episode. Which one was Tyrion again? Uh, Tyrion was Peter Dinklage's character. Oh, right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's, it, I haven't, it's been yeah. a while since yeah, I it was, yeah, yeah. And I've forgotten every <laughs> single character's name. So here we had two segments. One, which was the pre-recorded skit uh, it was after last week's announcement that they're going to fight each other at All In in Wembley, so they're going to celebrate that. MJF's like, let's go with some rats, which is a very awful wrestling a, a parlance. A derogatory term. For uh, women yeah. who will sleep with wrestlers. But let's go a, skinny dipping with them. But that's a very MJF <clears throat> yeah. thing to do. Uh, and Adam Cole was like, no, no, man, you can't say that anymore. You know, this, the constant punchline of Cole being better than MJF morally. Mm-hmm. But by the end of each skit... He is doing the exact same stuff as Max and loving it. He's a bad influence oh. on Max on Adam. He's trying to be a baby face now. Cole's a bad influence on Max. In what way? Oh, I'll tell you. Let us get on to it. So they, uh, yeah, like MJF sees the trampoline thing. He does the same reaction as uh, I think the, the previous one where they go to the restaurant. And he's like, oh, no. And they cuts. They're in there. It's just kids bouncing around. They're in around. a trampoline yeah. park. They went to a trampoline park this week. Adam Cole's bouncing in. Look how high I can jump. And Max is just like, I do not care about this. I'm a world champion. What else is there to do? And Cole's like, it's great. There's video games. There's this, there's that. There's dodgeball. And MJF goes, dodgeball? Oh, okay. And he walks off. And it's just this slow motion platoon style montage yeah. of mjf looking at kids bouncing and throwing balls at them as hard as he can and initially like they were hitting the kids in the arms you know protected there are a few that hit them in the face yeah. and he is just yelling i slept with your mum. you're adopted yeah <laughs> sucks to be you i'm your dad and anyway like very funny stuff cole comes over what are you doing what are you doing and then this girl comes up to them and says why are two grown men in a trampoline park you're a Uh, bunch of nerds adam cole says you shouldn't talk to people that way 
and the kid just does the middle finger to Adam <laughs> Cole, and Adam Cole like steps back and goes, "Get it." Yeah, yeah there's, there's one more kid. I'll let you throw it one more time. So here's my moral argument here. Please do. <clears throat> MJF is almost a person who is trying to be good, but he is bad. He's coming at it from a place of badness. And he is unaware of the bad stuff he does. He thinks this is normal behavior. He's coming out of this very toxic uh, self mindset he's had of being the scumbag mm -hmm. to stop anyone else being a Adam Cole knows that this is wrong. MJF doesn't know it's wrong. Mm. This is just how MJF acts. So it's Adam Cole who says, throw it. Oh, and kind of the same way with the, the, the waiter at the tiki bar that they went to where he was like, let's actually give him the double clothes. Uh -huh, uh -huh. So in immoral philosophy, there's this whole idea that if you're genuinely ignorant about something, you haven't committed an immoral thing because you don't know it. Mm -hmm. But as soon as you know it, then the onus is on you. I don't think MGF knows that he's doing bad things. He's just a bad person. But Adam Cole does know he's doing bad things and he chooses to do it out of anger. Who is the worst person? Then? So are you leaning towards then that Adam Cole is... I don't know, I just want to... <laughs> I just want them to stay together forever. <laughs> because they then had an in-ring segment where they came down, like MJF <clears throat> sort of misunderstood, like in character-wise, misunderstood what this segment was for because they obviously announced that last week they're going to be the main event of All In. And he was like, oh, Brittany, you brought me down here to do a promo battle. Oh, that's great. You're so skinny and pale white that if, it was, if this was the 1980s, Hulk Hogan would have snorted you. <laughs> Cole's like, no, mate, Max, that's not what we're doing. He's like, you bubble headed. And he just like cut his throat. He's like, Max, 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 that's not what we're doing. Well, he even like looked into the camera and did the sort of made fun of Adam Cole's concussions. concussions. <laughs> and I think Adam Cole was angry there. Mm -hmm. of, of course, he would be in character. Um, so, yeah, it's just another example. Like, of course, you get the, the finger. The, the push and then there's the, the diamond ring thing. But it, it is everywhere. They are constantly in conflict. However, Cole did not bring Max out here for a promo battle. Mm. Instead, he wanted to lay down a challenge. And he's won a lot of titles over his career, and in fact won a lot of titles in Ring of Honor. But the one title that he never won in Ring of Honor was the tag belts. And so he wanted to issue a challenge for Zero Hour, which would be the buy-in. I didn't know what it was. Because they, didn't they say ROH Zero Hour? I no. thought it was another pay-per-view that was happening. <laughs> no, it was just the Zero. They used to call it, I think they called it the Zero Hour yeah, before yeah, they the did, original yeah. All In. Yeah. And I it, just thought they'd changed, and I, I thought they'd taken that too, and that was an ROH pay-per-view. Yeah. No, this is the, the, the pre-show yes, for yes. All In. Challenging Aussie Open for the ROH Tag Team Championships before they then will go against each other in the main event of All In. And Max thought this was a very good idea, and he officially laid down for the eight, sorry, the Ring of Honor, the ROH tag title. Do you think that was a genuine slip-up? No, I didn't have yeah, yeah. a, a pointed thing. Oh, man, I've been worked so much by this segment. Because I came in being like, ROH tag titles, they're going to win it. And then, you know, the kingdom are ready, already there. They've been included in this storyline the past two weeks, the history between them and Adam Cole, ROH tag title feud. That is a feud I genuinely don't mind playing out on Dynamite. Yeah, on the kingdom, and I, met, I said this last week, that 
I really wish that they would do something to kind of tell you the audience who might not mm, know the history yeah. of Adam Cole and the kingdom, who the kingdom are, as opposed to just Matt Taven and Mike Bennett walk on stage and be like, sorry, Roddy, come with us. Like, who, are they, who are those guys? <laughs> and then, to their enormous credit, on Collision, they ran an excellent, excellent... Actually, no, sorry, it was on Rampage. I was going to say, yeah. It was on Rampage. They ran an excellent video package telling you this is the history of Adam Cole mm. and the kingdom. The problem is, is it's on Rampage. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if anyone's seen the viewing figures for Rampage. They ain't good. And so I was like, oh, put that on Dynamite. Yeah. That's the show that people are watching. Or you know, put it on Collision. That's fine. It didn't get great numbers on Saturday. Well, Rampage Summer, beat so. it this week. <laughs> yeah. that. Well, maybe it did. Yeah, got up against Summer. Well, Saturday. yeah, it was a Summer. So it turns out. Mm -hmm. Turns out there is a big crossover audience. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? Um, but yeah, and so I kind of wanted them to put that on Dynamite mm -hmm. again because I still think... It, to the people, you know, to a casual viewer. I know I've, I've always been against the, the casual viewer, but I even think to some of the hardcore AEW yeah. viewers, they won't know the history of Adam Cole and the Kingdom. I don't even know, like, the full extent of the history of Adam Cole and the Kingdom outside of the very good video package that they show yeah. me on Rampage. I really think that should be there. I agree. Uh, but with the ROH tag title thing specifically, Adam Cole did a great job getting over ROH here, I thought. And then... He set up the, the thing. I just thought, yes, great direction. But I come in and then you say, well, what if this is part of a larger plan? Yeah, this was Pete's big pitch for uh, this segment or for the, the, this announcement. It's Adam Cole softening up MJF before their title match. And it got me thinking, huh, in every single tag match that I can think of, it's MJF that's worked yeah. over to build to the Adam Cole hot tag. So they, if you know if that's the fact, if that's the formula we're going with, that means that MJF is beaten up for the majority <clears throat> of the match, and then Cole comes in for the end. So when you go out into the main event, MJF gets banged up in that match. He's then going in not at a hundred percent for the main events, whereas Cole is almost fresh as a daisy because he's yeah. not in the match as much. It's it's a great idea. I think they're so hot right now. They should stay together. They should win the tag titles. It's like, it's almost like insurance of they will stay friends after this, even after the mm. the, the title match is done. Um, can, the, I, I was gonna, can I? Uh, no, you go. And then I'm going to give you my alternate. Well, I was going to say just pitch. if you were to do it, I wouldn't do like Adam Cole jumping off the the apron on the pre-show and no. walking away. But maybe MJF does get a bit of an injury. And in the main event, Cole does not target the injury for, for ages, but then it gets more and more desperate. And then he starts to go for whatever the worked over body part of choice is. Alter but I, I still wouldn't do that. Alternative pitch. Mm -hmm. MJF picks up an injury in the Aussie Open tag match. And in the main event, Adam Cole is about to do a move MJF collapses because of that injury. Uh, he stops, realizes that, you know, the doctor's tender or whatever. It's a ruse, oh. brother. He never had an injury, and he actually takes advantage of that, of a confused Adam <laughs> Cole to steal the win. Yes! Yes! <laughs> but you never make it clear. 
Oh, so you never make the big like, ha 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 ha, or no, it was a fake no, no. castle along. It's like, it's just another thing for Roddy to needle away at for the next three months. Mm. He he faked an injury. I was like, stop being so crazy. I saw him get injured in that main event. Oh, sorry, in the pre-show tag. Did you? What about that? Here's all these... <laughs> pictures and screenshots <laughs> I've taken the big show in 2000 <laughs> yeah. I've got a video to show you and then maybe you know it's just another another bit of uh, discord between them oh it's good though it's so good it is good um, because at the end of this segment so you know they they make the challenge Roderick Strong comes out crying like Adam <laughs> Adam, you're my friend. <laughs> Great performance. Great. It was a genuine because it made me go like, oh Roddy, yeah, uh, go away. I but it's but it's I'm elevated to, him as well. That's it. I'm supposed to look mm. at him being like, and you know, and I know that this is a bit of a loaded word these days, and people don't like. He was like, oh, little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> especially with the he's with still the, got the, the neck, neck brace, brace on. on he's had the neck brace on for i think six weeks now and he's just acting like acting like a little bitch yeah, about yeah. it and he you know, he's there crying <laughs> as if it's like you're supposed to be my friend he's not your friend and then mjf cuts a promo on roderick mm. strong and calls him names calls it he says that he's going to go home go to his mum go to his mum's house go upstairs close his room and listen to taylor swift and shake it off you bland bitch in a very rock stone cold style of delivery, it was it was the cadence of the what what what, what? but it was also Jabroni Drive. Take a left. I was going to say yeah, yeah. It felt a bit like check into the SmackDown yeah, Hotel yeah, yeah. sort of thing. It was spine tingling stuff. I, I Max is such a good babyface promo, and I never really r- realized that until the last month. And then Roderick Strong just goes, "Maybe the kingdom were right about uh, you." <laughs> <laughs> and Taven and Bennett come on stage yeah. like, we were right, mm. that's right. And they comfort him and walk off. Like, and then Cole, annoyed at all of this, has gone down, annoyed that Max said very mean things about his friend Roddy, shoves MJF. Mm-hmm. And that's when MJF's like looking at the ring, like, what are they going to do here? And they, he has to take a breath. Sorry, I've reacted. We're still cool. We're still friends. And they hug it out. But Cole does leave MJF on his own. He goes to the back to try and soothe things out. So, uh, you know, be a little a, a shoulder to cry on for Paul Roderick <coughs> Strong. Um, you know, as he goes to write things in his burn book, probably. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's MJF in the ring on his own. Fantastic. That's the whole, that's the whole yeah. episode of this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, there's so many ways you can go. Uh, I'm loving the characters. I can't wait for every version of the match. This is the most sports entertaining AEW's ever been. I think, did you make the pitch? Or are you making the pitch of they should just stay together as a tag team? Or did you make the pitch of it's Cole that turns and forms a new kingdom? That would have been me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that would have been me. Someone's going to play back a clip now where I say it verbatim for 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, he forms a new kingdom with Bennett, yeah. Taven, and Strong. Actually, this is all just one big ruse. Uh, I wouldn't like that. I think I bought so much into the emotion of this. I want that to be respected as part of the story. Because I was talking to a friend of mine last week where he said, you can't turn Max now. Like, Turn him back to turn him back to me. It was like you. What you need to do now is actually just push forward 
in making him not a is he isn't he babyface, mm. just babyface. Push him. Scumbag babyface. Scum- yeah. Yes, scumbag babyface. Don't change anything that compromises the MJF character. But it's not like the we're not going to be on these shows being like, oh, he's playing up to mm. being a baby. Yeah, yeah, he's sort of faking. You know, he kind of did it with the crowds here in you know Ohio, I believe they were in Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, it was Ohio. Yeah, where he came out and he was like, look, there might be some video footage going <laughs> around that I said the Midwest was mid. That footage was fake and it was doctored and you shouldn't believe it. I actually think the Midwest is great. He did this fantastic bit after that, which I hope he does in every city he's ever been to. So may God strike me down if I'm not telling the truth. My favorite place in the United States of America is the Midwest. And then both him and Cole were like, waiting. (laughs) Yeah, you can do that wherever you go now. And now the crowd go, oh, 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 it's so good. I do think you need Adam Cole, though, at least for the next in the short term to medium term to give max that other person to play off mm-hmm. for for all of that's this. it so, so the point i was making was like my friend was saying you can't turn him back to being a heel no. now like it's working too well as a baby face you just push straight forward with this so that does leave you with the option of cole is the one to turn mm-hmm. you turn cole back into being Upa ultra heel and he would get some pretty good yeah. heel heat for turning on max because people love this partnership so much oh yeah and you know, what if he does win the title at all in? I mean, oh. I, I don't think he would. Like, if I was a, as it currently stands, we're not doing our predictions for a couple of weeks yet, a few. But um, as it currently stands, I think I'd probably go with Max retaining. Same, same. And I, I had like, you know, our three count we did earlier mm. this year. He's champ all year. But yeah, there's a, there's a part of me that's like, if you're going to do this big cold turn mm-hmm. and, you know, he does form a new kingdom, a great idea from Ollie Davis, <laughs> then you would need to, to have I've got the embassy. Him. That's the only... <laughs> that's the I only. just wanted Prince Nana. <laughs> it's the only ring of honor thing I want to keep hold of. I mean, if, if we've got Mod Mother mm. in the chat, maybe we should have a poll. What, who turns on who? I, I would say three options of like... Cold For turn, Wembley? Cold turn... Well, I, yeah. Cole turns on MJF, MJF turns on Cole, they stay together as your three options. I'm not saying that's specifically all in, just like where this story goes. Within the next three months? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, with it, yeah to give it a time frame, I'm not saying yeah. it has to be all in, but within the next three months, <clears throat> is it Cole? Is it MJF? Is it neither? So they stay together. They stay it? together. Um, and, and can we be clear, everybody, unless you disagree, that this is what you want to happen, not what you think is going to happen. Ooh. I, I would be curious to see what people want. We could do it with two different polls. Goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> We're not made of polls, Luke. I mean, I don't even know if Jen is actually in the chat, which, <laughs> in which case I'll have to do it. Has, has any... I haven't seen a. Haven't, maybe she's just waiting for us though to figure out what we're. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's have a look. I'll go, I'll go to the, uh, the moderating thing. Uh-huh. Uh, where is it? Uh, it's the moderation. Why haven't I got the regular? I can't find oh. it. It's at the bottom, isn't uh, it? You, there you go, mod chat. Yeah. Yeah. I think they've renamed it. It's YouTube <gasps> now because it's, we've got a Twitch moderator. That's right. She's not there. I'm going to have to do it. Cover do for it. Oh, no, it's oh, there. It's there. It's there. there. Oh, my it's God. There. Oh, my oh, God. God. It's there. It happened. Phew. Well, that was that was. Thank you, whoever you are. That was almost disastrous. <laughs> Thank you to whoever it was that was the moderator. Show yourself. Let your mm. name be known. Um, before we get into the Omega chats, just want to say an apology for last week's episode, where which was in the 
uh, Ultra Chats as well, the Omega Chats, sorry. Uh, but in the MJF Adam Cole storyline, we were discussing bits and bobs there, and, and one chat said one way for Cole to potentially turn heel would be to throw quarters at MJF, because this is uh, an allusion to MJF's so-called villain origin story. It was because, and he referenced it mm. on that episode of Dynamite, which I would imagine is what prompted oh, the, yeah. the person who sent in that ultra chat to say, like, "Oh, I hadn't thought of it previously, mm. but you could do this as part of the angle." Uh, and if if you're unfamiliar with what it was, it was when Max was at school. Uh, he got in with essentially the jocks, and he thought he was in with the cool kids. And then after a couple of days, they uh, threw quarters at him because he's Jewish and said, "You know, pick it up." Yeah, inflammatory comment. It was part of the. It was brought up in the Punk feud, I think. Yeah, it was. It was I first. think that's when it was that first babyface promo in the Punk feud. And Punk came out and did the whole off mic thing. thing. Yeah, yeah. And then the next time, I, bl I believe the next time we heard about it was last Wednesday's episode as part of MJF's full mm -hmm. babyface explanation because he was also saying uh, that experience taught me that everyone is evil. Yeah. So I should turn on them before they turn on me. Yeah. That's why I became a scumbag. Um, so we just, you know, I, I'd, I'd never even considered that being woven into this storyline. So I just sort of, I reacted like, oh, that's the way to do it. Because, you know, what a crazy idea. It's actually narratively very well constructed. Um, you know, hugely, hugely controversial. It would definitely be. Um, but then we just moved on. Um, I think we only spent about 10, 15 seconds on it because that's the way we do the old chats. Mm. Um, but then uh, I think that's a mistake, obviously, because yeah. that is a more sensitive topic than we realized in the moment. And we should have spent a lot more time discussing why, you know, the context of that. So And the controversy that would surround yeah. doing such an angle, because that would be an incredibly charged angle mm. to, to do on TV. Like if I was in Tony Khan's shoes and it was pitched to me, I don't think I would I wouldn't green light it because I would say that yeah, sure, controversy creates cash, but I don't think the payoff to that would be mm. anywhere near the backlash you'd probably get from doing it, yeah. even with the context of Max's character, the con like the backlash you'd get from it. But I feel that when we sort of talked about it and then moved on it we're not endorsing the oh, angle no. we're not endorsing a the act of it but b in the context of a wrestling show probably not doing it on tv mm -hmm. either so we weren't endorsing the idea of doing that angle it was more we could see it happening just because of how mjf has done previous storylines and yeah. interactions you know he's he's crossed so many moral lines uh the one that always springs to my mind because i'd say it's probably the worst it's thing. The, I think it's the one that when we covered it, mm. that was when we had people being like, mm. I think Max is going too far yeah. here. So that was the Brian Pillman Jr. one. And he was having a pop at Brian Pillman Sr. referred to uh, Brian Pillman Jr.'s mother as Methany. Mm -hmm. Her name's Bethany. Um, and there was like a, he is known for pushing the envelope, trying to like cause a stir. Not so much more in like the last, you know, in recent times maybe. But yeah, I think it certainly is the sort of thing of like because he's been brought up so many times within his character of like, mm. oh, maybe he'll pitch that as an idea yeah, to, yeah. to draw some yeah. heat. Uh, you know, his fiance engagement breaking off has been used by a lot of other people exactly, as yeah. storyline fodder. Um, but yeah, just the yeah, we're enormously sorry for anyone who misinterpreted what we were saying, and just also very sorry for not giving that the time it yeah. deserved. Uh, as as a as an idea, yeah. Because yeah, we wouldn't want 
we want want to give anyone the impression that we were endorsing a random act of anti-semitism in a wrestling show no. yeah so very sorry ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Awkward transition back into Ultra Chats or Omega Chats. Yeah, get in your Omega Chats. <laughs> uh, Wrestle.com forward slash support. We'll read out every single one of them above the five US dollar. Have I got the right one? I don't know if you have. I've, got, I've got like a hundred yeah, documents yeah. open. No, is that the right one? Yeah, signed with Gaz Gengar here, who should be <laughs> noted that is one of our moderators. Oh, <laughs> What? So you, you don't have to. Uh, you you get a free to. chat, yeah. Gaz. Uh, said, uh, it's not going to be either. Got to look at the bigger picture. Who's the third man in this storyline? It's Roderick Strong. He's going to cost Cole because he wants to save him from the devil. And that might mean attacking MJF to cost Cole the title match. I think that finish would be very lackluster, given the, you know, you imagine All In, Wembley, main event, biggest wrestling show ever. Uh, and then it's got a screw finish by a DQ. Oh yeah, I mean I certainly wouldn't end it in DQ. Yeah. But I, I mean, it's you got to look at a, an interesting idea of one of them taking a pinfall on the pre-show before they're the main event going for the world title. Unless, of course, they just win the ROH mm, tag titles. Just what I want. 
And actually, I mean, that was the other really funny part of this segment, which is MJF saying, like, look, I don't even like to wrestle once a year. And mm. you're trying to get me to wrestle twice on the same show. Yeah. Uh, but, but for you, I will do it. And a cheap pop, he said. Yeah. Uh, Graham Shaw, I wouldn't turn Adam or MJF anytime soon. End of year to tease leaving at the earliest. But when it happens, it should be Max, the devil. Tried to be happy, but it just couldn't stick. Also, neck brace Roddy as Stacy, Wayne's ex in Wayne's world, and I love it. <laughs> I think I remember Stacy. Yeah, Stacy. She um she buys oh, she's always coming in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She buys him a gun rack uh, yes, as a as a yes. birthday present. Yeah. I don't even own a gun, <laughs> let alone many guns that would necessitate an entire rack. What am I gonna do with a gun rack? <laughs> Uh, Achilles. Hi guys, first time Ultra Chat. I know this throws a wrench into Ollie's MJF punk feud, but what if Cole turns on MJF by cheating, using the diamond ring, and using a headlock takeover for the win, possibly with a Roddy distraction? Thoughts? I don't like that either, I'm afraid. I Yeah, I, and I think if I was to do the headlock takeover finish, it has to be Derby. Yeah, that's a Derby thing. That's a Derby finish. Yeah. It, it actually lessens it if he uses it against somewhere else. Or someone else pins him yeah. with the headlock takeover. I think that's very much an MJF and Derby thing. Um, Cobb has an idea here. Yes, Luke, have MJF fake an injury, but make him fake a concussion. Oh, man. So, of course, it's because... Adam Cole oh. had the a very serious concussion and took him out for almost a year. Uh, Max made fun of it on this episode. Yeah. it's. I mean, within context of the promos mm. that he does, yeah, I could see them. Oh, man. But also, wasn't that also on the list of things not to do? <laughs> oh, yeah, don't fake <laughs> concussions. I mean, I felt like that was more written, twitching. Yeah, and, I think that was yeah, written yeah. just for Danielson, yeah, yeah. but like you know, brackets everyone else. Also, stop throwing drinks over fans. As just for MJF. Yeah, don't interact with fans. Although we have mm. seen, because obviously there was the uh, Jack Perry thing last week when he uh, pulled a, a little girl in front of him, uh, in front of him, and we made the joke of like, pretty sure that was also on the list of no nos of interacting with fans. It was Christian's kids. Yeah, I mean, Christian turned heel on her on collision. <laughs> it was hilarious. Uh, Danny G, afternoon lads. I think I actually want Aussie Open to retain, but it plays into a main event. Possible kingdom interference, mainly on MJF, leaving questions about Cole's loyalty. By the way, at All In, are you guys planning any sort of Wrestle Talk meetup? It's and my my current list of plans that I am working mm -hmm. on. But yes, that is, that is the current plan. We are going to do something. We just need to figure out what that thing is. I want the main event to just be a straight wrestling match. Better man wins on this occasion, and it was MJF. So probably. They're neck and neck the whole time that MJF just ekes out a pinfall, like a roll-up technical win. On the, the, the note of, of Aussie Open being there, I also had a little moment of uh, pride to strong words. <clears throat> but I've seen, like, you know, we, and you and I have seen Aussie Open wrestle very small shows over the years. Like, I've been a, a massive supporter yeah. of them for a long, long time because I, I saw them, you know, on the indies here in, the, in Britain being like, this team is incredible. Mark Davis in particular, but I him like my favorite wrestler mm. in the world. I love Dunkzilla. And I was like, this is the, these are the team, right? And now they get to wrestle in, at Wembley in front of 80,000 fans. There genuinely was a moment where I was like, yeah, I'm glad they got on the card. I was really pleased. Kind of in the main event. And then the main event storyline. Book ending. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Bizarro Big L. MJF gets a pass in my book. Basically doing the dodgeball scene from Billy Madison was so good. I can't remember that scene. No, I mean, I was going to make the uh, the comparison to Bad Mum's Christmas, because I'm sure that's what everyone uh, jumped to. 
Hmm. I have a feeling <laughs> that every Christmas. I have a feeling the kingdom may help lengthen the Brochacho story. I agree. My idea is kingdom and Roddy interferes and Richard Holiday gets involved all in. Who's Richard Holiday? I don't know. Is he I, another wrestler? Is it Was a, he in the kingdom? <laughs> it's probably a Chugs reference. Bacon Rasher. Hi, lads. Bacon Rasher here. I can't wait for my fave Adam Cole Bebe to be MJF and get his faction with the kingdom unless MJF has them in the pocket and it goes the other way. Also, great to see Swerve putting over the up-and-comer Sting. Jam that jam. Again, I, I just want Adam Cole to stay with MJF for a while. He can turn heel, but in like six months. Yeah. Uh, Semper, Semper Augustus says Roddy has clearly been studying DDB's character work saw the ribcores rap he uh, wore from WCW and understood that was what it took to truly get a character over now D'Lo Brown so the, yeah, the, the chest yeah, protector yeah, yeah. and yeah. I was like that's that's what I need to do I need my you remember when I used to have a neck brace that was a bit of my, was part mm-hmm. of my character for a yeah. little while or off it, the back of No Fans Monday or selling a, that injury it was a yeah well Callum Newman hit me mm. um, or it was you know a, a Joel Gertner maybe like yeah, yeah. watching Joel and being like oh, maybe he comes out and starts cutting like Gertner style promos it's just, we're talking about controversy it's just you can have a neck brace for a week or two as a baby face but as soon as it hits that time limit you are a heel. Aha. Uh-huh. So uh, uh, Richard Holidays uh, was a tag partner of MJF. It was oh. his old partner in MLW. Oh, that would be a nice one to bring back mm. in some regard. Uh, and finally for now, Adam West Slapdog. I or, love that. Or, uh, yeah, Adam West's Lapdog. Not Slapdog. <laughs> I don't think you're, you're saying that Adam West slapped uh, a dog. I am reading what is in front of me. <laughs> and my eyes have seen Adam West's Adam West Slapdog. <laughs> I love that when the little girl was giving Adam Cole the finger, you could see the unconscious dead bodies of the other children max it in the background. That's continuity, folks. That's continuity. Uh, I did a, yeah, a shot like that. Very, in my, I did good. a shot like that in my zombie movie mm. where we did our big like reveal of you know there's we had this uh, a hallway sequence where one of the characters batters a load of zombies. It was really cool. It, it actually looks super uper lame. I could show you in a minute. It's, it's well naff. Mm. Um, but we then shot like a, a wide of this and actually forgot to put the bodies that we'd ah. beaten up. And it was only started. I was like, oh, oh well. Well, they're Buffy zombies. They just <laughs> psh, 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 the dust. into dust. Should, before we get on with the play-by-play, of course, keep getting uh, your Omega chats into wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out every single one of them over five US dollars. That's the way it's read out. We're going to do and the I've ended the this poll. poll here. So within the next three months, I don't know if we this was uh, specified as the want or think. Uh, but it is currently Cole turns on MJF 50%. <gasps> they stay together 34. MJF turns on Cole 14. MJF turning is the least of the options. People want him as a baby face. It's, it's like nine months ago now. He had that weird baby face run mm-hmm. where he was with John Moxley and William Regal. Mm-hmm. And then he turned and William Regal was with him. And then yep. William Regal. It, it was a bad time. It was a bad time. <laughs> uh, but that never. You know, it's great at doing the promos, great delivery, great wrestler. Just didn't connect with me. This time he's connecting with me as a baby face. It is really, really working yeah, strong. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Right, so this episode... Oh, speaking of, of angles, <laughs> I'm enjoying at the moment as we kick things off here. 
The JAS mandatory meeting, where, in case you weren't watching last week, means the same thing as compulsory. Yeah. But you don't get that at sweet alliteration. Uh, JAS already in the ring. Jericho comes down. Uh, normal entrance music, but just clips of him and Don on the Tron. Oh, I didn't spot that. Yeah. It wasn't his normal... He's <laughs> glazed over. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Here comes Jericho. Write my notes here. And I think... <laughs> I th this segment didn't work. No, uh, no. This was a home run of a segment, which is a shame because Jericho. I think Jericho in ring segments when they're like the town halls or when they balance comedy and seriousness, he has a really good track record. And in fact, he's delivered a lot of the top ten greatest ever in ring segments. I can give you that. Yeah, this was not one of those. No. What this was, was every single member of the JAS getting to cut a promo and saying that they're leaving the group. And the, the end of it was Sammy saying, I will wait until you make your decision with Don and then I will make my decision and I will be there regardless of what that decision is. And then he leaves. And Jericho stood in the middle of the ring and they were like, well, you know, coming up next is the Young Bucks and the Hardy Boys. I was like, was that it? Start the show with the Young Bucks and the Hardy Boys. Like, yeah. <laughs> like this... It went on and on and on and on because I don't know if anyone's noticed, there's a lot of members of yeah. the JAS. And even the tag teams got to cut individual promos. They were the best ones, though. Well, they saved those till the end. Cool yeah. Hand Angelo and uh, Daddy, Daddy Magic, Magic, Matt Maynard. Like, they were two cracking promos. Very good. But by that point, I'd heard four other promos. Yeah. Yeah, because. Uh, <laughs> Roughly saying the same thing. Garcia sacrificed himself but you know who he sacrificed who he is for jericho jericho never did the same uh did a sexy dance he did his States. dance and he leaves hager said that he did like his hat and he does not appreciate jericho he leaves tay Mello says that she's going to come back after having a baby and be a bigger star without his help and she leaves and anna jay says well i'm going to win the title tonight without your help and they both leave and then angelo says that he bled upside down for him in a fight that jericho picked and he leaves. And then Daddy Magic says that he bought a Jericho t-shirt with his first paycheck. And he'd been told by people like Eddie Kingston and Kevin Steen. Kevin Steen. That they... If you don't know who that is, you little marks, <laughs> that's Kevin Owens old Ring of Honor name. Yeah. But apparently the kingdom is a step too far for <laughs> Davis in terms of Ring of Honor references. Everyone's got their limits. <laughs> Kevin Steen's old entrance music came on my random like Spotify playlist on, uh, on Sunday. And I was yeah. just like... <laughs> Sitting in the McDonald's <laughs> at midnight after my pub oh, crawl. Also, also is you weren't just sitting in McDonald's, were you? What else were you doing? I was texting you that I completed the mile and I had lied. Yeah, what you were doing is you were sat in McDonald's <laughs> lying to me. I got a text message from Ollie Davis <clears throat> saying that he just completed the Golden Mile. A, a thing that me and Ollie started over 10 years ago yeah and i do it every year off you know the back of the movie like but we you know we did it, it was a bit of a yearly thing 12 12 pubs 12 points you end at the world's end and i was the first person to complete it on that first time mm -hmm. and then yeah but you lost the war didn't you, <laughs> you well, completed I mean, it but you're in a bad way i was in a bad <laughs> bad way and but you know oh he just completed it and i was like yeah he did it oh he did it but it was a lie. Yeah, I, I, emotionally I completed it. <laughs> but then looking back and speaking to people, I only had 10 points. Yeah. <laughs> but I felt like I'd done. I felt like I won in that moment. So, so I think um, my truth was <laughs> I hadn't lied. 
Yeah. And the first first thing I did was tell you that I made a mistake. <laughs> you did actually. I came in on Tuesday and you were like, I lied to you by Yeah, I, did, I, know, I don't know why I texted you that. <laughs> I was there, Dan's like, Danny did it. Oh, my boy did it. I think I just wanted you to be happy <laughs> before the SummerSlam stream. Well, thanks, mate. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that was a 10 minute segment mm. and it was dot, 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 okay. I wrote in my notes. Yeah. And, and even then, I think that is generous. It needed to be better than okay. It's the breakup of the JAS. Uh, you know, for, for better or worse, a faction that has been together over a year. And then backstage, Rene goes to talk to Jericho, but Don sees him first. Don Callis has the best line of probably that entire opening half hour. Oh my God, if I had anything to play in this, <laughs> the JS's breakup, I am sorry. But you're the main cause! <laughs> And Jericho was like, I'm going to make up my mind and I'm going to announce it next week. I think in his mind, this is a bigger story than MJF and Cole. I think, based on how that interaction went, Jericho's swerving Camus. Sammy's going to be a tag partner. It's going to be La Sex Gods versus Takeshita and Osprey. Not what I want to happen. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a great use of uh, mm. will. Got to get everyone on the card. <laughs> After that, we had the Young Bucks versus the Hardy Boys. Ooh, a bit rough at the start, but somehow got pretty banging near the end. Yeah, yeah, rough at the start. End up being better than their double mm. or nothing match. Oh, yeah, says, well, says that a, was... Says a lot about the double or nothing match. That was the other way around. <laughs> yeah. That started off really cool, but then, yeah. oh, no, it's oh, uncomfortable. Dear. Yeah, this was like, I saw someone describe the Hardy Boys as a, a hero of wrestling run <laughs> tag team. <laughs> I was like, oh, that feels, that feels harsh. But at the same time, I can I can see yeah. the sentiment that they're going for. Uh, decent match, though. Crowd really got into it. The Bucks hit a shatter machine-like move. I don't think they got all of the, the knees, the co-breaker portion of it. Um, yeah, so much better than their double or nothing match. Only went 10 minutes long. And the Hardys weren't presented as like, oh, they're going to beat the Bucks. No. This was like what they should be getting used for now. Yeah, at the start, it was sort of like, but at the start, they were really being used. It wasn't just, all oh, the Hardy boys are really taking mm. it uh, to the Young Bucks. It was more, the Bucks have not wrestled tag matches in so long. Since February. Yeah, that they're sort of off their game yeah. a little bit. And that's why. But, you know, the Hardys did get a big near fall off the Twist of Fate and Swans. Yeah. So, you know, they got their moments, but in the end, BTE trigger for the win. Way better than the previous match they had. Yeah. Uh, the Bucks then went to call out FTR, but then FTR came out themselves. They just stared at each other in the ring, lifted up the titles, and Nick Jackson, I think, went all in. So it's confirmed. Yeah. As, also, I mean, as I used to point out in the chat there, just to confirm, it was, uh, it was the 3D, not the Shadow Machine. Oh, was it? Yeah. I could have sworn he sort of no, it was, it was the went 3D. back. Yeah, it was the 3D. Oh, okay. Um, oh, well, that's a Harley Boys reference then. I'm... I was, I was looking at the wrong feud there, the wrong reference. Um, but yeah, and I really enjoyed when FTR came out, Taz said, hey, there's bad blood between these teams, if, uh, for those that didn't know. <laughs> for those who read all those dirt sheets, dirt sheets. Uh, probably sourced by FTR. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got the all-in graphic then, which I don't know if, I, I certainly hadn't seen it, but at the top it said, the biggest event in wrestling history. It was on last week's graphic was for the, the Cole it? MJF mm. thing as well, yeah. Because, well, I've, obviously, Tony took uh, Trips's comments from the Cody documentary um, to heart. No. Well, they hit, like, the thing. Like, but I think they sh this is a good well, use of I, this because I it's, know. it's correct. I know. Because <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's past um, 
So it's past past Main, SummerSlam '92. It's past Mania three, and it's mm. past SummerSlam '92. I think it's now like the fourth biggest wrestling show. Ever. I think it's higher. I think it's oh yeah, maybe, uh, not cl- not including third. North uh, Korea. Obviously, I believe it's just that Texas. Was it Dallas? The Mania. Yeah, where was it held? Arlington. Arlington. Yeah. So yeah, it's like really high up. It's probably not going to beat the North Korea one, but also that was a show that people were forced to go to. You can't so count. You, you can't well. count that one. Um, but yeah, it was. So Tony, like Triple H on the Cody documentary called them a secondary promotion. And I was like, can't believe Triple H said that. Can't believe Triple H said a thing mm-hmm. that was derogatory towards another promotion. Never would have seen that coming. And then Tony Khan got a bit heated about it, being like, well, we're not a secondary uh, company in the United Kingdom and lots of other territories. I'd be like, I can't believe Tony Khan got, yeah. I, can't be- I can't believe Tony Khan defended the company that he owns. That's an incredible, weird thing mm-hmm. to do, I guess. But he, ever since that, uh, t- Triple H's comments is when all the tagline of the biggest wrestling events ever started to appear on all the posters. So I think it's a very it's a it's a response thing, but also it's true. I think I think it's the right kind of fire to light under Tony's bumhole. Mm. <laughs> Don't know why I said bumhole. It's too specific, isn't it? I didn't want to say ass for some reason, so I said bum, and I just kept talking <laughs> uh, under his bum. So after that, unfortunately, they yeah. announced uh, one of the weirdest. So okay, <laughs> they <laughs> they really tried to defend this choice. Look, AEW's got a lot of history with fatal four way <laughs> matches for the women's title, so it it's only not the first all in. It, well, of the course, only all in, yeah. uh, it, it stands to reason that at all in we would do a fatal four way for for the women's championship. I'd, as reasons go. I've heard worse. I don't mind it. You've got all out the week after. That could set up the big singles thing. I don't mind. What I do mind is Tony Storm gets a bye for the automatic rematch clause. Yeah. Um, but Sheeda has to qualify for her own title match. I genuinely got this wrong because I saw Tony Khan's... Uh, Tony Khan. He probably's got a buy as well. Tony Storm, <laughs> I'll win this world. I'll win this world. I'll show you how this women's division should be booked. Tony Storm gets a buy because she's cashed in her rematch clause. Lame. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, and it's the bunny versus Britt Baker. Cool, the bunny's coming back. That's awesome. And I saw Britt S- Baker's going through there. Yeah. And I saw, oh, Soraya versus Sky. That's- Soraya's going through yeah, there. Yeah, absolutely. That makes sense. And then I saw um, Sheeta versus Anna Jay. And I thought, it's weird that Anna Jay's in the tournament here because she's got the title match with Sheeda yeah. tonight. So I go, I wonder who she's going to be facing the tournament. I didn't even spot that Sheeda's name was there because mm. it did not make sense to me that Sheeda would have to qualify for her own title defense. I started to think it was for another thing. I thought this was a new <laughs> cup. I was like, oh, okay. So it's like, uh, yeah, the all in cup. Yeah. And it wasn't until the main event where they fully explained it. I was like, ah, uh, this is, yeah. This is bad booking. Um, then we got the Cole MJF stuff. Oh, Ollie, they reset the division last week. So, you know. Back-to-back main events. Back-to-back. <laughs> Recap of the parking lot fight. Uh, Blackpool Combat Club essentially claimed responsibility for the pack injury, which I, small detail, but I really appreciate because sometimes when people get injured in AEW, you just don't hear of them. So at least there's some heat here for when Pack comes back. Mm-hmm. Um, Jack Perry then took on Rob Van Dam. Oh my God, Rob Van Dam moves so well. I don't know why you're surprised by this because he walks to the ring like he's got back problems. Yeah, he saves it all. Like you know, he walks to the ring gingerly to be like, "As that bell rings, I can just go again." 
That's what I, I, that's the only thing I could think of. I was one. I wasn't like fully surprised because he did the same thing last week. Very gingerly walks to the ring and then effortless spinning heel kick on uh, which Jack Perry dodged. He oh, and there was that yeah. And I thought it was about this match. The, his, oh, that last week, but here yeah. like he did. He did it all. He played all the hits. Yeah, he did that spinning leg drop to the outside. Yeah, damn like near decapitated. Decapitated. Mm. Damn near decapitated. Poor Jack Perry here. Like he just slammed his <laughs> face into that into that uh, board. I also there was someone who had a sign in the crowd that says, "If Jack Perry wins, we riot." And it was in the exact <laughs> yeah, same like scroll from the ECW show. Um, this was contested under FTW rules, so. Uh, pinfalls carrying anywhere there were hardcore spots chair was thrown by jack perry into the face of bryce remsburg who took it like an absolute champ but then the chair somehow opened and balanced perfectly on the top rope i just don't know how that happened i think we might have been watching fight forever game <laughs> and it glitched it's like that the uh the ladder that bounced off all of the ropes individually oh, i love it Satisfying. Uh, RVD did have the match won uh, mm-hmm. with the five star frog splash, but Aubrey was too late getting down for the count. So Jack was able to kick out, hit the low blow. Um, then he hooked the tights for the win. Very fun match. Yeah, really good stuff. Love this. And this is, you know, I've been very down on this because I do not care for ECW Originals storylines, but this was, this was very well done. Do you want to hear my pitch? Here's my pitch, everyone. All in. It's Hook and Jack Perry, mm-hmm. and contested under FTW rules, you get a spot with Jerry Lynn, you get a spot with Rob Van Dam, you get a spot with Sabu, and then boom, doom, ding, 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 Sandman comes out enter sandman plays throughout Wembley. the crowd goes ballistic he does the big full entrance through the crowd they'd probably that's actually they'd probably play it three times because it'll take him a while to get through everything he comes down kendo stick shots a hook wins back the ftw title taz can probably do a taz mission spot and you have the ecw guys celebrate with hook as like a celebration of independent wrestling just when I thought I was out. <laughs> you pulled me back in there with a, I thought you were going to say Raven. I was dreading you were going to say Tommy Dreamer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they can also be there, I guess. I think he will just appear. When that many ECW <laughs> originals get together in one place, it's, yeah, yeah. it's like the, the actual Sandman myth. Yeah. A Tommy Dreamer also appears. Crying. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I think... It's only because at the end of this, like Taz is Taz is super pissed off that yeah. Jack Perry's got the belt, and at the end of it, he was like, you know, this is really starting to piss me off, and I I want to do something about this. Get the band back together. Exactly. I feel like Jerry Lynn being involved, RVD being involved, Taz saying these things. I wonder if we are going to get a big ECW moment. And if you're going to do an ECW moment, the one to do at Wembley is to play Enter Sandman, and. Tony Khan is the oh, sort yeah. of person he did it for he did it with Pantera, he did it with White Zombie when Jericho came out as the Lionheart. He will pay for someone's old entrance theme to be played. And Metallica will charge him a pretty penny for it because they're petty pricks. Yeah, and but they're also big wrestling fans. Uh, to a degree. Like uh, uh, for the right. who is it? Lars, Lars is best mates with CM Punk. Yeah. Sure there's a main tri- trade deal. Well, and they they all like Triple H and stuff because yeah. he um he had the Lemmy beard. Oh that no, was the, the he was a motorhead thing mm. as well, but like uh, they 
use Metallica on a couple of uh, Undertaker things. But yeah, he Tony Khan will pull out the checkbook to get mm. the rights to enter Sandman. I really like that idea. Thanks, mate. Um, Lucha Bros cut a promo on Blackpool Combat Club for Pack Revenge because... I guess Death Triangle worst of a thing. Then we had the MJF and Cole segment. It was amazing. Uh, Blackpool Combat Club versus Lucha Bros. <clears throat> really fun match. Yeah. Uh, lots of like fast-paced, chaotic. This reminds me of AW Dynamite from a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. I like this this mix of people. I'm really enjoying it. You know, plus a Claudio, of course. Uh, great quadruple down after the break. Then we get some yay boo spots between various combinations of the guys. Um, Yuta start, starts sort of shouting at, what's the guy's name? Alex Abrahantes. That's it. Outside. I think it's German Dad, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> the well, that's what I always think now, and I forgot his real name. <laughs> Every time I see him, I'm like, oh, look, it's, it's the mayor of Painesville. So you, Phoenix takes them both out with a moonsault to the outside. It allows Mox to roll up Penta and grab the tights to win. And it's stolen his mask as well, so Penta was like covering up his face. Well, he- I only just found this out in the YouTube comments, because the commentary goes... Oh, he's hooked the tights, blah, blah, blah. And then then you can see, like, Claudio's got the mask. Yeah. I didn't know that was the finish because the camera missed. Camera missed it. I only saw it in the replay. Yeah. That, they, that he stole the mask that led to the pinfall. Yeah. I thought it was just a handful of tights. Uh, I think my point I made in my review, though, still stands. I don't think Mox or the Blackpool Combat Club should win by cheating pins. You know, feet on the ropes, grabbing tights. Because I feel like they can cheat in actually every other way, but pinning technique is almost sacred in their concept. I would agree with that. Concept. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. And then they, they beat them down afterwards. Uh, you know, not a vicious beat down or anything, but they very much stood tall and they'll need someone to come out and defend their honor, which will likely be Eddie Kingston. Yeah. Building they... to some kind of Blackpool Combat Club best friends. Well, yeah. The, the, uh, the, the what were they called? The family? Yeah, the family. Yeah. yeah. Like, because the rumored match was um, Blackpool Combat Club of Moxley, Claudio, and Utah versus Cassidy, Kingston, and someone. Mm. Um, but this feels like the Lucha Bros have probably got to be involved in the match somehow. So maybe it is like, you know, it's Ed, it's Eddie with the Lucha Bros as a sort of like uh, family style thing. Um, which I'd be, I'd be quite in for. I think mm. that's pretty good. I don't know. Except I feel a bit bad for like Cassidy because I feel Cassidy needs a big match. There yeah, as well. I kind of want Cassidy to have a singles international championship match with Moxley. But I think that's probably all out. Okay, well you could do. Which you kind of need uh, uh, Cassidy in these mm. trios. This match could be a trios number one contenders match for all out. Yeah, it, yeah, something along those lines. Um, I mean, I'll be honest, when he was beating him down, I was like, I don't think this pack thing's a work. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Pack's going to come down and make the save. And I he wish. Is gonna be... Only because they'd mentioned it on TV. Mm. I was like, hey, Pack's fine. I hope he is, because, you know, Wembley. Yeah. If anyone deserves to be in front of that crowd, it's the guy who sort of really came yeah. through British wrestling in the mid noughties When he uh, obviously was announced with Pack. And then it was very clear that Jamie wasn't coming back either. There was this real like pang of, yeah. oh, 
gutted for both of them particularly jamie because she's done so much to get herself over this last year and for her not to be able to get that wembley moment really does suck even if it would have been in a terrible fatal four-way we'll pick up the pace a bit because we're running over uh marvez catches kenny omega backstage only just arriving at the building yeah the main event's about to start and not not on anything later on it's like why are you here (laughs) uh but he said he's gonna have a sit-down interview with jr next week where i talk about his future don Callis, takeshita and wembley yeah. They are making All In and Wembley feel massive. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, Omega feels off the boil. Yeah. Like, where's Ibushi as well? I, I, yeah. This has been, it's been a bad follow-up to Blood and Guts. I don't think Ibushi signed. I think there was a report that came out that this was a, one and, a one-off appearance thing. And that's mm. also why that he wasn't at the go-home show for Blood and Guts either, is because he's got the one appearance. Uh, Mogul Embassy came out in full force next. There's a lot of them. Uh, <laughs> and they talked about that great angle from last week where they attacked You're right, there the are Buddy a... Wayne Academy. And you are right. There are a lot of them, <clears throat> but only really two of them matter. Yeah. Uh, Darby comes out. Darby cuts a really good promo, I thought, on AR Fox, getting over the idea that Fox is actually jealous that Darby got Nick Wayne in and never put in a good word for AR Fox. AR Fox had to fight his way in. Mm. I love that motivation. I like I it. It was really well. good. Um, but Darby said, well, you've got loads of new friends now. I've got some friends too. Red Stone! Yeah. And I thought it set up a trios match, but then afterwards, when I was recording my news, I said the line and Pete went, oh no, it's a, it's a tag, tag match. match. Was it? Oh. Yeah, they announced it's Sting and Darby versus AR Fox and Swerve. I really thought it was going to be a trios match with Nick Wayne and, and, Brian, and Brian Cage, Cage on the other side. Yeah, And maybe it still will be. Uh, but as it currently stands, it is uh, just a tag match. Well, double coffin tag match. Yeah. Hey, do you know what? Like Sting at Wembley, yeah. he was always going to be. He's on the posters, so he was always going to be on the show. But you know, it's good to get that confirmation. And like Sting and Swerve, I think is really interesting. And like, I'm mm-hmm. I'm stoked for that match because the angle they did last week was great. I thought Swerve was awesome on this show. I think out like it's the best thing the AR Foxes you know done since coming in. And Swerve. And Swerve. Or that, you know, the, some bits of that tag title reign were really good. It just never... Cool, what happened to Keith Lee's feud with him? Never never got that single smash. Still they? going. Do you know what? All outs a week after. <laughs> uh, and the main event for a second week in a row was a women's match. Yeah, this we will got, fix the problem. We got Sheeda defending her freshly won title against Anna Jay. A lot of story going in here. Anna Jay, Sheeda was Anna Jay's first ever match in AEW, on Dynamite at least. Sheeda's just won the championship belt. But really what this was, was the match that would have been scheduled a quarter past the second hour moved into the last 10 minutes down to the, well, here's an ad break that's going to take up the majority of this. I I really feel like they're taking the wrong lesson uh, from this. Yeah, this this reeks of... No, we're doing we're doing good by our women's division. They're, they're in the main event on paper. That's two weeks in a row. They've mm. been uh, the main events. So what? There's actually really when you think about it, nothing for you to complain about. They've been the main event for two weeks. Whereas there's a much bigger thing here, which is that this it's a heatless match. There was no angle afterwards. There was no storyline or anything, and they're in a, a badly thought out and lazy fatal four-way title matcher mm. all in that she'd apparently had to fight to get into despite being the champion yeah um yeah i i felt bad for them because they worked hard like they really were <laughs> trying to make this feel like a main event of the show but you're absolutely right this was the match that they would have had as the semi-main of a regular episode of dynamite and they would have ended with rvd and jack perry 
on any other uh, week of Dynamite, but because of the yeah. Lufisto uh, interview that mm. she did, they sort of feel like they're on a bit of a back foot and have to be on the defensive mode to just put this out there as the main event. And I think, you know, story, character, that takes time to fix. Um, putting them in the main event is good. It's a championship match. That makes sense. Give them more time. Yeah. Like 15, 20 minutes. And uh, yeah, I, maybe Anna Jay can't carry that match. Book book Sheeta against someone else. Yeah, but do a different match. <laughs> do uh, Sheeta and Nyla Rose. They had a great yeah, match exactly. at Double or Nothing when Sheeta first won the belt. Like, get over Sheeta's reign as well. She is the workhorse champion taking on everybody. You know when Sheeta has a match on TV, it's going to be an absolute banger. But what happened was, 10-minute match, three, four minutes of ad breaks, and the finish appears to have been rushed. So Angelo Parker, because they're still together, Anna Jay and 2.0, runs round and pulls Anna Jay's arm under the ropes for the final pinning combination. And I was like, that's weird. Why did that happen? And the best explanation I've seen is that the match was meant to go longer. That was a, a spot, but they were running out of time. So the referee had told Shida and Anna Jay, we're going to the finish now. Couldn't tell Parker. Parker. So he still did the thing and everyone ignored him. Yeah. That is actually a really solid explanation. Yeah. It's the only thing that makes sense to me. <laughs> yeah, so still not, a long way to go. I mean, there is a there is a massively long way to go, but they're, they're not going to go there. Mm. I've been watching this product for four years now. Yeah. They've they've had their chances, and they've, they've had a lot of these. Oh, look, they're fixing the division. They're doing this thing, and it's never built to anything. People said it was going to happen with Chris Statlander winning the mm. TBS title. Yeah. And look what happened there. Mm. She was on TV for two weeks. It was on Collision last week. And it's just, she's not getting that TV time that she was getting originally. These, This is what happens. Yeah, I, I unfortunately did a podcast with Dan on Monday where he, he hated the Chris Statlander win over Jay Cargill. And I had done that show with him. And I said it was great. And I'd sit there as he, he went, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they <laughs> haven't done anything. I was like, God damn it, you're right. You're now. right. Uh, before we get on with our remaining Omega chat, so please do get your chats in. Last call for those. Let's say a big thank you to our wonderful $25 a month or more Pledge Hammers on Patreon. Yes, we do. And we can now officially announce as well. We, well I say now mm. officially announce. We did this on Tuesday's show as well. SummerSlam 2013 has won the poll for WrestleTalk Extra. It's no hard justice, but... What a show. What a show. I am gutted that Hardcore Justice 2010 did not fare better. It's a show I actually would have liked to mm -hmm. have reviewed because, look, SummerSlam 2013, it's got Punk and Lesnar. It's got the Danielson-Cena match. And that's, it, here's my problem. I'm looking at it being like, oh, that's a good show. And I've got to sit there and I've got to talk about it. And I'll have a good time watching it. But I could have talked about Hardcore <laughs> Justice 2010, which is a disaster of a yeah. show. Uh, so please do go over to patreon.com forward slash wrestle talk, become a pledge hammer there to get that when that's live. But for now, thank you. The Shrock Master, Austin Shrock. I'm afraid he's got some bad news. Bad news, Bob the Ninja Goldfish. Shawn Michaels' biggest fan, Brett Guy. The Eco Warrior, Brian. Chris Hellfire Brimstone. Infinite Crisis, Chris <laughs> Jenkins. Chris, the Cypriot sensation, Petru. The turtle-necked tyrant, Christian Cooper. All-star, Chuck Turner. 
Cody. The Terminator. Moody. The Mayor of Painesville, Dan. Alex Abrahantas himself. <laughs> and Daniel Sweet Mexican Chocolate Ibarra here on the uh, the Hall of Fame class for the 10th of August, 2023. Thank you very much, everybody. Right, so our remaining Omega chats. Uh, James Zimmerman. Sammy Guevara got cheered last night. No ifs and ands or buts about it. People are warming up to him. Get off the guy's back, Ollie. Just because he looks cool is no good reason to hate a man. He's trying his best. Four out of five stars. I did see there was a, a comment on last week's <coughs> episode being like, Ollie's just doing everything he can to refuse that Guevara's over as a baby <laughs> face. Okay, I don't like him. <laughs> well, just the person. I mean, the you know, the character... Babyface isn't working for me. Michaela Traub. Wow, production can't even be bothered to spell buy right on the graphic for the lame one-round tournament. Glad to see uh, Warner Bros. Discovery still doesn't give a S about some women's wrestling. Back to ROH, where they put three women's matches on the same card. There's the, you know, the comment I made on the show that I wasn't a part of mm. a couple of weeks back. I don't know if it's a Warner Brothers or a Tony Khan thing. Because, you know, like the comments that have been made uh, in regards to the women's locker room is that like Tony Khan doesn't care about women's wrestling. Mm. Which, but then... Look at Ring of Honor, and I'm like, oh, no, that feels like he does. Yeah. So I don't know what the answer is. William Rosmer, am I the only one who worried Tony Khan thinks that putting the women in the main event is fixing the problems? Nope. Also, I agree with Ollie. CM Punk should always be the headline. My living in Chicago has nothing to do with that opinion. I believe you, William. Yeah. Was he not the main event? I actually haven't seen Collision. Yeah, it was the main event versus Ricky Starks. Ricky the Dragon the Steamboat. Yeah. Ricky the Dragon the Steamboat. So what you're saying is that he should always be the main event. They should always headline um, every thumbnail we do. Oh, right. <laughs> Raw, SmackDown, podcasts included. Yeah, I get that. Nick Corvello, thank you very much for your generous uh, chat there. Uh, hey, guys, it's been a while, so I hope you're well. The women's four-way booking is so convoluted with how it was presented. They should have had just three qualifier matches. And if Sheeta is still champ, she's in. But Khan sure loves his needless tournaments i think that last part is unfair because i do think it's right to have people earn a spot in a match as opposed to just being announced mm. for matches like this is not a it's not a really a tournament or a one-round tournament or anything it is you have to qualify to get into that that's standard wrestling booking yeah. where wins and losses matter and wins get you into title matches so i don't think that's the problem shida having <laughs> to qualify for the match that's a problem yes uh, Bizarro Big L again. Some guys have been thinking possibly an LAX reunion versus Blackpool Combat Club. Huh. Hernandez Homicide in Kingston. Huh. And, uh, oh no, uh, Ortiz and, and Santana. I thought old LAX. Yeah. They were never called LAX, were they? Well, in, yeah, because they, they've been sort of teasing some stuff, Santana and Ortiz. Like whether hmm. like, there was a report that maybe they patched things up and they were oh, getting, hope ba so. and getting back on the same page again. Um, and if they do, that would be absolutely amazing mm. so i do miss that era of lax but obviously it's a tna mark from a certain period of time i'm also a bit of a mark for homicide and hernandez uh back to bizarro i disagree sheeta versus anna j match wasn't bad booking but bad framing the last two matches should be qualifiers instead of a tourney sheeta needs to be in because kayfabe possibility of her losing uh, it doesn't work for me yeah no. i'll hot tag to you um i've got jonathan here to said hey guys love listening to your podcast got my first job as a freelance writer today so excited soon i'll be discussing wrestling and getting paid for it dx cat jam that jam congratulations jonathan elm is here so get ready everyone <laughs> 
Yo, 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 what is in the upping wrestle talkers? I'm so excited looking at the stream. Wish I could being at the all in the whole thing of it, but I'm banned from all leaving country fly. You are knowing what they say. What's uh, without some fly bans? Imagining, if you will, the bowl of rice. Classic, good, old and simple. Now pushing your mind to them limits, considering them uh, this bowl, bowl rice fried, but my man, but buy a shrimp. Cool. Nick Smith, Carl O'Reilly returns it all in to stop Roddy from interfering so we can get a clean MJF win. Keeps up strong and the kingdom versus MJF Cole and O'Reilly for the next mm. month. I'd say, can MJF handle having two friends now that he's gotten hang of having one? That's not bad, actually. I quite like the, the dynamic of MJF getting more and more friends. <laughs> Mayfield, that's their group, their faction name. The Friends. The Friends. Or Max's all Friends, friends. Wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> Mayor Pensville Dan says, hello, you wonderful people. So it happens. AEW all in. If Adam Cole turns on MJF, there is only one way to save him. The man he trusts most in this business, his trainer. As 80,000 people rise to witness the debut of Brian Myers. Whew, what a moment. Looking forward to seeing you, Dan. <laughs> so I can slap you in the face. <laughs> but also, like, don't be too close to the ring because I'll be like, Alex, jump over. Yeah. You're needed a ringside. <laughs> Um, William Rosmer, Ollie, you could have pulled the Nia Jax and said his hole. Is that for the bum hole? Yeah, yeah should have, yeah. Uh, Sammy Boy said, as a comic lover, I love the character of MJF, and I feel like he is the Joker. He tells you stories of his past, but it's up to you to believe what is real. It would be interesting if we get classmates in terms of the, the, the queen thing that never actually happened, and mm. he was, in fact, the bully. Yeah, so maybe Max is misremembering the whole thing. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I personally, the way it is at the moment, his backstory. I think is so engrossed. So, it's so I wouldn't actually change anything. I also think it takes away from the punk yeah. moment of that. They're coming out and like, is that true? Like, yeah. I was genuinely breathtaking stuff. Mm -hmm. um, Tiari says, I think if Cole turns on MJF, MJF would have to turn heel as well because if the only person he trusts betrays him, it would send Max into a spiral, lose all faith forever again and be mad. And heel is the only issue I can see with Cole's heel turn. I don't think necessarily. I think Max can go on a really fiery baby face revenge thing. And you could argue that this has opened up his heart to more stuff. Mm. So, and, and actually going back would be the true victory of Adam Cole. So he's like, I'm not going to let you beat me like that again. Yeah. I'm going to. Have, be a scumbag and have friends uh, Tarai continues here also uh, would there be any way of a meet up with you guys to grab a beer or something mm. been a long time fan I'll be in London for two weeks for all in I'd love to get a chance to meet you guys and thank you in person for your years of entertainment keep your eyes peeled we'll uh, we'll figure something out it's part of my like it's on my to do list mm. of like what you know Figure out what we're going to do on on all in. Problem is, is we're in a bit. Of, I'm in a bit of a flux at the moment because I don't. AEW haven't told us what they're doing, mm. um, so I don't know like what media needs to be done during the day, which is you know probably what I will be spending most of my day doing on that Saturday or possibly the Friday. Um, but we are going to end this poll now and find out what you thought of this episode. You gave it seventy four percent. Seventy four percent. Yeah, about three in the middle. It's, it's on the lower end of AEW episodes. Well, sixty six percent gave this a thumbs up. 33, 31% giving it mid and 1% thumbs down. Wow. Well, yeah, very low for the thumbs down. Uh, yeah. yeah. And massively more high than I thought for the <clears throat> thumbs up than it would yeah. be. I actually thought this would be more of a heavier thumbs in the middle show mm -hmm. than, it, than it was. But I, I thought I'd have given it a 3 out of 5. 
Well, thanks very much for joining us today. Uh, go over to Patreon, of course, and go over and watch our Restaurant News episode from earlier with the real reason that Jey Uso lost at SummerSlam. <gasps> but for it? now, you've got to watch the video, well, Luke. Well, well, I will. But for now, I've been Ollie Davis. That's been Luke Owen, D-A-D. Chan that Chan. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.